Hi, hello, Matthew. My name is Corey Bielek. I'm Executive Vice President and CEO for Kanalaski Uranium. We're a junior explorer. We pride ourselves on a hybrid model of project generation and active exploration. And I'm really happy to be here talking to you today. Hey, Corey, good to see you, man. Uh, we spoke to you beginning of October. Uh, just want to kind of end of year catch up with you because I think the uranium market moving into exciting times next year, um, not to mention nickel as well, which you, which, which you touched upon. So um, you're the new guy. You've had time for some of your thoughts and ideas to uh, sink in and flow over the organization. Um, can, can you give can you give us a sense of you know remind us of what you or what you have brought into the company and what you want to be doing in 2022? Yeah, what do I want to be doing in 2022? I want to be advancing our discoveries. We made a couple of significant advancements and discoveries in 2021, and we're going to carry those forward fairly aggressively in 2022. At least that's our plan. Um, in addition, we're looking for new ground properties that make sense for us, either to work ourselves or do deals on. We actually did an option late in Q in uh, Q3 of 2021, where it's gonna allow Kanalaski into a project that has a lot of potential to be hosting some significant discoveries. So, you know, really it's about continuing to build that portfolio out and then providing both the team to execute on those, those mandates for those projects, but also the financing. Bring the financing into the company that's gonna allow us to do what we wanna do and that's go out and make tier one discoveries. Well, you've just done that. You've just brought in 11 and a half million bucks. Uh, where'd you get the money from? Oh, a number of places. We worked with Red Cloud very closely um, and they were a big part of that uh, of that financing. And just, I will say great support from all different parts of the of the investment community. So whether it's private individuals or or some of the um, more known players. So it's it's really been a great a great time to raise money and have a lot of support for what is viewed to be a great uranium future in front of us. Right. So, so that's is that mainly sort of retail? Did you see any institutional coming in there? Yeah, we we saw some uh, we saw some institutions coming in. A lot of retail, you know, a lot of a lot of private investors as well. People that we know very well, some new players. So, yeah, I would say uh, it, it's it's really good support for the uranium story, Ken Alaska's portfolio, and what we're trying to do moving out in the next say twelve months, twelve to eighteen months. Right. Because because like I say, Ken Alaska's been sort of you know stuck at a certain certain place. For the last few years, you've you've kind of come in and, and and taken up the helm here. Is so you've you've got to do things differently. Um, you've got to do things which take advantage of what is one. I think everyone suspects it's going to be a very positive uranium environment. So you've got, but you've got multiple projects. You've, you've got uranium. You've got copper. You've got nickel. Um, can you just again remind us how you're going to tackle that given, you know, 11, million, 11 and a half million bucks gets you so far? Yeah, it does get us so far. It actually gets us a long ways to that mandate of really bringing forward and aggressively pursuing some of the discoveries that we've both made in 2021, but even some of the ones from before. So getting those projects revitalized up and running, uh, bringing new partnerships. We we did a we did a, announced a, an LOI deal with a new group on the ASX, Terry Uranus, bringing out some of that money from Australia that wants to get into the basin. Uh, stay tuned for, for some other conversations we can have in the future around that. But um, importantly, we're also moving our nickel assets forward with a brand new listing in Metal Energy, uh, which um, you know is going to see a fairly aggressive program on our Manabridge project in the Thompson Nickel Belt. And uh, we continue to look for opportunities in, in copper, nickel, importantly uranium, whereby we can bring that value to shareholders. And, and you know, if one of those projects starts to display something in our core, well, then we're going to do that. But right now, we've got a great core of assets all responding to our exploration. And now we're going to aggressively push that forward. And hopefully, 
hopefully continue to build on these discoveries or make additional discoveries um, within that portfolio. So it's a, it's a fantastic future in front of us. Right. So two, two new partners, great. They're bringing their own cap, their own capital in there. Um, the uranium stuff. I mean, just again, or again, reminds what's the priority for you in terms of the the three uranium projects? So so we've got our we've got our Cree East, West MacArthur, and Waterbury South projects. Each of those are responding to to discuss to to exploration and discoveries. So we had a brand new discovery in Q1 of of this year on our Waterbury South project. We're going to aggressively tackle that early in 2022. We've continued to build on the discoveries at West MacArthur through the uh, summer and fall of this year. Uh, stay tuned for news coming from that uh, in the near term. We're just um, getting our assays in from that program. It spanned almost three months, so. Really stay tuned for some news coming out of West MacArthur and Cree East. We're looking for that right partner to help bring that forward. That's a large property with a lot of targets, uranium mineralization already identified. And, you know, between the three of those, any one of those can produce that tier one discovery. And each one has the signposts of a tier one discovery. So we're really excited to be able to bring partnerships in or move them ahead ourselves in the case of West MacArthur or Waterbury South in 2022. So that's that's the core to our, uh, our uranium portfolio at the moment. But if you, again, I think we talked about this last time, which is like, you've got to be really selective with who you partner with. Obviously, we, we're actually speaking to the metal energy guys, um, in the new year, second week of the, the new year. Um, looking forward to speaking to them and we should probably speak with Terry Uranium as well. But with the, with this kind of third group to tackle the kind of larger perspective, large, prospectively larger, um, uranium project for you, what are the options available to you? And have, have you started any of those conversations? What I can share with you, Matthew, is there's a lot of conversations happening in the uranium space. I mean, historically, we had uh, Corez and Kepco, Korean uh, sovereigns in that project. Um, of course, Fukushima or post-Fukushima changed that world on a number of fronts for, for that partnership. But we are having conversations with, with some of those types of groups. And, um, you know, just stay tuned because the uranium space is exciting. It's come off a little bit in the last number of weeks, but, you know, that's, that's really just a pause. All the fundamentals are just as strong as they have been in the last three or four months. And we've seen no change in that. In fact, we've seen, uh, we've seen better fundamentals if you think about it. So, um, stay tuned. There's a lot of conversations happening. Uh, we'd love to bring in another party like that that injects the capital required to move those nine already indicated zones that Cree East forward for us or with us. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Okay. Yep. So it sounds like you've, you, you, why did you raise so much money? Why, why, what was the point of doing that? <laughs> we started we started for for eight million, as you know. Uh, that was the initial ask, and and really what that was was to continue to move West MacArthur forward. We knew that we had Waterbury South in front of us. Um, we wanted to get financed enough that we could carry those two projects forward, assuming sole funding. And also we have our Cree Extension project, which is that new option just around the Key Lake Mine and Mill. So if we looked at that, we went, okay, we're going to have to raise somewhere around $8 million to move what we want to do in 2022 forward. The demand from, from the investing world was very extreme. So we upped that twice, first $11 million, and then we had even indications that we could take more, so we upped it to $11.5 million. So we, we, we were very careful not to over-dilute. We took enough that we can see into 2023, we believe, with that financing. And again, to move everything we want to do in 2022 forward. The money was there. We shouldn't turn it away if we can, but we we're very conscious not to over dilute our current shareholders. So we thought it prudent to stop around 11 and a half. Okay. Okay. So, because obviously, um, you know, I think shares have taken a bit of a bit of a hit there, as you'd expect, raising quite a lot of money. So there's been a bit of dilution 
for share, for shareholders. And now you've got to prove to them that you're going to be able to go and spend that money intelligently, wisely, and create shareholder value. You know, that, that old cliche here. So what, what, what are the, what are the kind of, I, I guess, top three things that you think will deliver that? will deliver shareholder value that people will take notice of, you know, over and above the uranium market, you know, coming back on fire once Sput starts buying in the market again, because that, 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 they're, they're doing the heavy lifting there. What's the heavy lifting that you're going to do? The, hefty, the, the heavy lifting we're going to do, Matthew, is we're going to go in in January, we're going to draw our Waterbury South project. Right. The very last hole in 2021 intersected a zone of polymetallic mineralization, two and a half percent nickel, two and a half percent arsenic, cobalt, along with a hundred times the background uranium. Okay, this is exactly what we see on the fringes of a cigar lake. This is exactly what we see on the fringes of a Midwest deposit. This is exactly what we see on the fringes of a key lake deposit down at the southern part of the basin. And if you pay attention to ISO Energy's news release for the last few weeks here at the hurricane zone, they've got 2.5% nickel on the fringes of their hurricane zone. This is exactly what we want to see when we get close to one of these polymetallic zones of mineralization in the Athabasca Basin. And we're just coming back to that in January of 2022. We're really excited about it. Half the deposits in the basin look like this, polymetallic nature. It's important. And we're going to get in there and we're going to aggressively tackle it and see what it is. In the summer, in the uranium space, we're going to be back in at West MacArthur in June. And we've, we've got plans to double that budget from this year. Okay, we're still waiting to release all the results from the program from this fall because we're waiting on assays. But I'm just telling you, we're gonna, we have a very aggressive plan for 2022 in the summer at West MacArthur. Following that, we plan on tackling our key extension project, brand new project, an option for Can Alaska. Again, 10, 15 kilometers away from the Key Lake deposits, 150 million pounds of uranium, Underexplored, we've got the fault structure controlling those deposits on our land, and we're going to go tackle that this year. So we've got three exciting uranium projects beyond Cree East that we're going to tackle in 2022, and we're really excited about what each of those could deliver for Canalaska shareholders. Brilliant. Okay. Well, look, that's something for us to look, look forward to, and I think um, it'd be interesting to see how you tackle the issue of managing the narrative in the marketplace because people want to view you a certain way. Are you a uranium company? Are you a polymetallic company? Or are you a uranium company with nickel byproduct or bycrudits? Uh, you know, well, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you position yourself? Because I guess the ones where you have found a JV partner, easy to understand, that's, that's, that's a nice, simple arrangement. But for you and the stuff that you're drilling, how do you manage that? And, and more importantly, manage that story perception in the marketplace next year. Oh, great comments, Matthew. And, and we're certainly focused on that. You know, we are first and foremost uranium. Nickel is, is, a, is a tack on in the low periods for uranium. And now it's finding that right opportunity to monetize that nickel portfolio for our shareholders. And we're aggressively doing that as we speak. And, uh, and stay tuned because I think in both spaces, it's going to be really exciting. And, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there to monetize the nickel space for Canalaska shareholders. So let's, uh, let's, let's, re let's readdress that next year. Corey, I'm looking forward to it. Well done on, on the uh, raise and uh, the amount of the raise. I uh, look forward to catching up with you in, in the new year. Well, thank you, Matthew. Real pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, look forward to talking again soon.